Welcome back to Snakes Chat, Episode 6. My name is Jake Moriello. I'll be your coordinator for the for this podcast. Um, this is a... We got a lot of topics we need to cover. And the, the Phillies, uh, the Sixers, the MLB situation with this coronavirus... Uh, the Flyers, they impressed me a lot this year, especially Saturday's game. Um, and let's just talk about the Phillies. The Phillies, in my opinion, uh, did not play well in their first series at home against Miami. They, they did, their, the offense didn't look good. At all, they were quiet. the The pitching, like I said, was going to give them problems this year because they didn't get anyone in the bullpen, and and one two was Aaron Nola and uh, Zach Wheeler, and the back three is questionable, and it showed it in the Phillies' first series. You know, the Miami took advantage to that and uh pounded the Phillies. You know, I the negative is the Phillies uh need to get get going, but like I said, the negative is the bullpen is needs help. You need to get someone in the bullpen and you need to get your offense rolling. Um the positive to that game is, in that series, I mean, is the new guy that we got from the Yankees that we signed, D.D. Glorious. Uh, he was lighting, lighting it up in that series. Uh, had a nice, uh, well, spring training slash training camp. He was having a good situation uh, this year for us. Uh, yeah, and what's going to happen if if the Phillies doesn't don't do well, and you're looking at at the Phillies roster, and you're saying, okay, you gotta re-sign a lot of players. I mean, we signed this one hot topic name in JT Romuto. And you gotta upgrade your bullpen and and uh, starting rotation. Um, a bad news with the uh, Miami Marlins after the after the Philly series, there was word that the Miami Marlins players tested positive for COVID, and this is where my. Um, my fun in sports go downhill. Goes downhill because they, the, this player on the on the Marlins tested positive, and the and the rest of the Marlins players were in a group chat, and they said, "Okay, he tested positive, but we're still going to play." And before that, they were. Uh, going out, going 
out to play, places before the season even started. And the the immaturity just continues into baseball. It, with this whole coronavirus, the commissioner didn't handle this well. I, In my opinion, he was rushing, rushing this whole season because he wanted the players to play. And he told the MLBPA, you know what, 60 games, expanded playoffs, um, and I... I just felt like he was rushing these players to play and you're getting players, you know, one day it's the players getting tested positive and then one night the pitcher is getting injured or any any player. You know, I, where do the MLB, where does the MLB go, go from here? I would set up, a uh, limit and rules where you can't go out and if you do there's going to be consequences because this is just an immature thing with the Marlins did and there was another story that that the Cardinals players went out to a uh, casino so this is just immaturity from from the MLB players and it's and they are taking advantage of of the of the commissioner and the MLBPA and the owners because they're not setting any rules. You know, I I don't think they are setting any rules down in my in my case. I feel like they are rushing the season. Um, with this. With that being said, if if the MLB is getting canceled, the Phillies are in a I I feel like in a easy uh, easy spot for JT Romuto to get signed back because JT Romuto will say, "Wait, I didn't spend almost two years with this team, and my second year with the team, they." They cancel the season, and we should we should revisit this this conversation, and we should and I should get my contract by the Phillies. You know, I in that case, JT Romuto will will think about all the uh, scenarios. I was giving you that one scenario with that, but um, I I think I think they shouldn't cancel the season because it's going to be it's too late so you should uh, follow the rules that the commissioner is going to give and you shouldn't give it up to the owners you know because the owners uh, have other other uh, businesses that they have to do so the commissioner should have one job and say listen you have to follow precaution. You can't go out. If you do, you you will be punished or have a, a consequence. And that's that's basically it on that side side of it. It, it if there's going to be more cases, 
yes, they should. Um, they should consider canceling the season, and and the with the whole money situation with the players. I everyone is uh, suffering from the from the financial side of it, and unfortunately, the, these players won't be getting their salaries this this season if this if that comes into play. Um with the leadership uh I'm gonna go back to the leadership's uh, topic. Uh the Sixers um they played in the bubble in Orlando against the Indiana Pacers. Before the game even started on on Saturday, in my mind, I was like, okay, cool. They're playing. I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons was working out uh, with a a trainer, getting his shooting ready. And Joel Embiid was getting his his, uh, body in shape, working with the trainer as well. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, they're going to... Their mature level is... Is getting better. Ben Simmons said before the Indiana Pacers game, he said that the team chemistry is the best that they that he has ever seen this team uh, so far. And after watching that game... Uh, that game looked like the old old Sixers. They're they're looking like the team that they play on the road this season. That, that they have the worst record on the road, and I don't know what Ben Simmons was thinking about chemistry. I I have no idea what's going on with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Brett Brown and everyone in that locker room. I have no idea what they are doing. I have no idea what Brett Brown is doing. And in that Indiana Pacers game, the turnovers, they had 20 turnovers, I believe, in that game. And their shooting was off. Their def- they looked, Joel and B looked uh, lazy. At times in that game, he showed flashes of uh, hustling, and Ben and uh, Shake Milton got in an argument with Joel Embiid uh, in the in that game, and Shake Milton had zero points, four fouls, and I'm thinking, why does this team? get me so mad because number one if you're the coach and your name is Brett Brown you're gonna have fans frustrated because you have no idea what what you're doing and and when you have the opposing player in TJ Warren hitting 50 points and you're not doing anything in the second half or hey if he lights up 21 points in the first you have to make adjustments. Brett Brown made no no adjustments. 
like I said before, if the Sixers want to take the next step up, they need to let go Bud Brown, hire a new coach that is actually going to set down rules, a foundation down, and is tough on the players, and not let the players control the coach, because when Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid came up at first, they were losing. That They were like, okay, losing is good. You know, losing is going to help you grow. No. That time of the process is done. It's time to win. And I don't think in their minds right now, winning is on their mind. Because after, after me watching that Pacers game, I don't believe Brown is getting that team together. And if you want to improve, you need to make adjustments. And, and you can't let the players tell the coach what to do. Or you can't walk into the practice and, there's, and you don't know who's in charge. So you got to figure, so the Sixers need to figure that out in the offseason. You need to. The first thing to do when the in the off season is, uh, get rid of Brett Brown. Uh, do a coaching search that wants to uh, teach these kids, and and wants to make this group a winning team, an actual winning team. The the Flyers on 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 Sunday yesterday looked like a dominant team and the Sixers should be looking at what the Flyers are doing because they are they set in they set a foundation down what the Flyers did in that in that series in that game against Boston they dominated um they played defense and the number one reason why they dominate is because of the goaltender Carter Hart. In my mind, his his vision, his stance, his um, young young talent, his age, his maturity. Number one uh, stands out than any other goalie in the league. His he's his work ethic is. Out of this world, I my belief. Um, the Flyers, I, I had no, I'm not worried about the Flyers one bit, except, um, except, what will Carter Hart do? And Carter Hart uh, proved me wrong. Carter Hart is playing out of this world this season. So, um. The uh, biggest re- reason why they are playing so well is because of the new coach, Al- Alan Vignier. You know, he's a tough coach. Um, and and the other player in, in Oscar Lindblom, this is an inspirational, motivational player. He was diagnosed with a rare bone cancer back in December. And 
and and I didn't I didn't think he was gonna come back and and play the season, but he was the leading scorer before he got diagnosed with that. And he's in the on the roster for the playoffs. That doesn't mean he's gonna start. It means he's gonna be on the bench and if something happens he's gonna play. Um and the Flyers looks like a team that we we generalize that whole team. You know, the leadership is out of this world and you know who who was in charge in that locker room. It's Claude Drew, the coach, the veterans, and even the the rookies too. They're giving their their insight of of the game. Um they are physical and if they get a penalty with a power play they they play defense. Um and the and the injury to Michael Roffel, the forward, was a big loss. But he's he's gonna come back. He that injury didn't look bad, but um, it's gonna be a. I think he's gonna take a rest in Thursday's game against Washington. Put in Joel Farabee, the the uh, rookie this season. He's playing well. The uh, Eagles, um, the uh, quarterback Carson Wentz was left off of the top 100 um, of the of the players in the NFL. Um, I I really disagree with that move, but I understand I understand why they did that because. People are like, oh yeah, he's an injury-prone player. He gets hurt all the time. Uh, he's not playing at a high level. But people are wrong in that aspect. You know, he he was a 2017 front runner for the MVP before he tore his ACL. If he didn't win that, tore his... ACL, he was he's going to he was going to win MVP that year. I I believe. Um, in the last two seasons, he was 2018 season. He was hurt, and then this season, this season that passed, he threw for 4,000 yards without any wide receiver that had 500 yards. So. Can you please tell me why you left Carson Wentz off that list? Um, if I want to start a franchise with any team and I want to pick a quarterback, I will pick my, my top four is Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Russell Wilson, and Carson Wentz. Um, those are my top four four quarterbacks that I would start a franchise with. Um, that's that's the only only thing. I, I think he's he's a talented player. I know he gets hurt all the time. That's because the the offensive line hasn't been helpful to him. Um, and there's some rumors that 
that it the plague was also on Jeffrey was talking about him, but at the end, those are rumors. So, um, when should be in the in the eighties, eight like eighty through eighty nine. Um, in the top one hundreds. Um, Doug Peterson was was uh, not with the team. He was tested positive for COVID. Um, I think he's going to be fine, but again, you got to follow precaution. Uh, the assistant head coach for the for the Eagles is the running backs coach, and Deuce Staley. I I think Deuce Staley is a very good running backs coach, and I think he's going to do a very good job in Doug Peterson's absence. Um, yeah, they did everything that. They could. They followed pro- protocol to uh, prevent it, but they still got it. So I, I don't know what's going on with the with the Eagles. Some say it's uh, the uh, one of the Eagles players, you know, who uh, gave it to him. You know, a few players on the Eagles, but uh, we can make gestures about that. But at the end of the day. Doug Peterson got it, and it doesn't matter who gave it to him. Um, my like final thoughts is the the Phillies are playing tonight against the Yankees. They were seven games. Uh, they post postponed seven games last week to to do the quarantine for the Phillies. Uh, they. They are playing against the Yankees, and the Yankees are the hottest team right now. They are talented than the Phillies. They had, they have pitching. They have relief pitching. So this is going to be a big test for the Phillies and Jake Arrieta, who's going to pitch in uh, tonight's game. Uh, the Sixers are playing against the the uh, San Antonio Spurs. The uh, Spurs are 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 good. They are trending down. Um, but again, can't let one of the Spurs players score fifty points. You know, t- tonight you gotta Brett Brown has to m- make adjustments if that does happen. You gotta play defense and you can't make the wrong call on the court. You know, that's that's all I got I gotta say, with the Flyers, keep on doing their thing. That they are on a roll right now. Um, with the Eagles, I, I Wentz. Even though you are off that Madden 100, you should show the, the NFL that you are that you deserve to be on that list. You should uh, play like a. Like the level that you were playing in 2017, hopefully you can do that. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, stay in tune for the next podcast. It should be as a post this in the next few days, and 
and hopefully episode seven will be in the next uh, uh, few days also. So stay tuned.